When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Ladies Who London podcast. I'm Emily Dell. And I'm Alex Lacey. We're qualified London Blue Badge tourist guides and we're sober this week. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Each week we bring to you some of the best bits of London. We talk about our favourite people, places and events with a bit of information, a lot of laughs and a whole lot of fun. We can be found on Instagram at Ladies Who London Podcast and on our website, skydemily.com, which I haven't updated for a while. Yeah, and alexlacy.com, which I also haven't updated for a while, and people give up <laughs> public tours, as well as our dedicated website, ladieswholondon.com, which I also haven't updated for quite a while. It's mm. quite busy, isn't it? It's quite um, busy. Information about us and the Blue Badge and all the sort of stuff we're up to. Goodness me. Wow. I mean, well, you do have a little confession, don't you? Do I? Oh, yes, I do. I do. Um, I've, I've been busy this week. I don't know if I mentioned it's high season and I'm quite busy. And I haven't quite got round to researching Charlotte Hayes for this week. So we're going to have a different topic. So. Oh, that's not what I meant. Oh. Oh, what? Oh, my God. What's the other <laughs> thing I've done? I meant, my darling. Well, the fact that, you know, before, before last week's pod, you were in the pub. Before this I, week's pod, you were in the pub. Well, I was in the pub this time, but only briefly. And to be fair, last week you were with me. I was actually, yes. Yeah. And I would have been with you tonight, actually. But uh, Honestly, you're such a, a tattletale. <gasps> well, I just love this side of you, Alex. Stitches get stitches, mate. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. I got so many messages about last week oh, and how oh, silly God. it was. It was It was a shambles. It, it was, was an absolute shambles. Mm. But you know what? We, we had fun that night. Yeah, we, we powered through. Though. You and your masaka. Yes. Oh, that was a very welcome masaka. Very mm. welcome. Mm. Yeah. But we're but, sober this week, which is good. We're sober this week. We've got a lot more energy. And we, so, I haven't got any energy. <laughs> actually, no, no, no I energy. I haven't had a day off here. in two and a half months. I am very tired. It's and I'm also full and of cold. Months. And you're full of cold as well. I've literally just got my voice back. I'm yeah. on antibiotics at the moment. It's been just, just fun, fun, hell. Fun, fun, fun. fun. Um, but you were talking about your other confession. Yeah, my other confession. Thanks for that. Yeah, 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 yeah no worries. Super helpful. Thank you so much. No worries. Um, yeah. So again, just being super busy, I thought, oh, I'll have loads of time this week. And then, of course, work exploded as it tends to. Um, so I've gone for an old favourite, James Barry, who I did on the uh, Global Tea Break on Instagram, but like oh, probably two years ago now. James So I thought, Barry. it's time. It's, it's time, time to bring James Barry back. Plus, it's Pride Month. 
and James Barry fits into that. So yeah, we will do Charlotte Hayes another week when I've had at least half a day off at some point. <laughs> Great, I'm into yeah. it. Cool. So before we get going, um, anything we need to talk about? Oh, there's something we do need to talk about. Something <gasps> big on the horizon. Something really big because I don't know if anybody knows, but we are fast approaching 100 episodes. Woo, yeah. Wow, Alex. I mean, uh, when we were talking about beer flood, the famous beer flood, did we really think we were going to get to 100 episodes? I mean, we haven't got there yet. We really think we were going to get to 100 (laughs) listeners, to be honest. I know. So we thought we would do something a bit special. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, we're gonna do we're gonna do a podcast, obviously. Um, yeah. But we would like you to join us. Yes, we are going to go live. We're gonna record it live over Zoom, so don't worry if you're not in the UK. And we've got loads of sounds really awful. I know we've got loads of international <laughs> listeners. Um, but yeah, I mean, actually, we were looking at our figures lately, and we're getting about five thousand downloads a week. So hello to everyone who's new. <gasps> hello. Thank you for coming in. Um, but yeah, we know we've got people all over the place, and and when we do stuff in the UK, uh, people can't come. So um, we are going to do it on Zoom. I think we can have a maximum of about. Well, we're gonna have some guests, so we're we have a maximum of about ninety five people who can come on um we may get four <laughs> we don't know including uh, so what, us what we'll do is we'll put a thing on the website if you'd like to come it's kind of first come first served pop your name in there we'll register you in and then um we'll send you the details um, of the zoom room um and that will be we have put a date in the diary for that haven't we we have so it's going to be monday the 15th if my memory serves, is Correct. that what Alex of you're looking August. at now? Yeah. Of August. It goes do we know, Wednesday. Do we know a time? Um, do you want to name a time now? I do. I want to say seven o'clock. Seven o'clock, yes. You will be yes. decarmoned by then? Um, oh, actually, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> you have a daughter. She doesn't like going to bed. I'm looking at her now on the monitor, actually, moving around. Um, 7.30, let's go for. Yeah, okay, we'll go for 7.30 yes. on 7:30. the 15th of August. That is a different time in your time zone if you're not in the UK. I can't figure that out. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> Go and have a look. Um, but it's the evening UK time of the 15th. So hopefully if you're in America or wherever, then you want to come along. Please do. We're going to have some guests. We're going to bring back... Well, should we tell people we're going to bring back? We've only had a couple of guests so far. We're going to bring back Fiona because Fiona is amazing and people love her. Yes. And we're going to bring back Lee who's terrible and people hate him, but we're bringing him back anyway. Yeah, whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Um, no, we, we love him. Um, so he's he's friend of the pod, so he's going to come back. We might have a couple of other people uh, pop in as well. Yeah. We don't yet know what we're going to do. Uh, we might give you guys an option of things that you can, subjects you can pick from. Uh, we might ask for your ideas. TBC. Or we could just have a big fat quiz and get pissed. We could do that. I mean, we it's going to be drinking hand anyway, let's face it. Yeah, we, we, it'll yeah. be fun. I think what we'll do is we, I think we're going to record the podcast and maybe we'll have a little bit of extra something as well. Maybe we'll have like a little, a little quiz or a... Yeah, oh, actually Q&A that'd be cool. A, Everybody oh. could come up with a question and then we'll, we'll go at it against each other. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel like that's asking for trouble. Because well, look what happened last time when Lee did it and we couldn't remember any things we talked about. I know. Actually, yeah, it was hugely embarrassing. Yeah, yeah we'll think we'll of something, something. But yeah, we'll basically... Save the date if you want to come. Um, yeah. Please come. Do <laughs> It'd be lovely to meet you as well. And... If not, it's just going to be me and Emily and our mums on there. <laughs> yeah. Be... And you know our mums won't come. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, there we go. 
Fab. Uh, so any uh, any shout outs this week? Well, just that I've had a couple of messages from people saying that they're up for the Biscuit Factory. So this list Brilliant. is getting, you know, um, not huge. Almost, but... almost into double figures. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, but for those of you that have messaged me to say that you want to come, or message us, should I say, not just me personally, um, I'm going to get us a WhatsApp group together and work out work She's out on date. It. I'm She's on, on it. it. I'm, I'm on it. going to go biscuiting. I have one shout out to do to one of our listeners who is actually in Dubai. His name is Gio or Gio. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it. <laughs> Um, Why am I laughing so? It's usually (laughs) me that can't do the pronunciation. I know, right? Um, I'm going to go with Gaio. So, hi, Gaio. Um, Thank you very much. He just wanted a shout out. So, there you go. You've had it. Gaio in Dubai. Look at us. Gaio in Dubai. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hope you're tanning yourself up. I'm sure he is. I'm Mm. sure he is. Mm. Beach life, you know. Yeah. Amazing. Right. Well, this week. Oh, no, no. Podcast pedestal. How do we forget our own? Oh, my God. Every week. Every week. Every week. Let's just pretend that we went straight through that podcast pedestal. So what did we talk about last week? I genuinely can't remember. Well, it's because um, you just weren't listening, Alex. Yeah, you weren't well, listening it, last week. I was eating my masaka. You were eating your masaka and trying to stay awake yeah. while I was telling you the riveting tale of uh, the Golden Hind. It was fascinating. <laughs> I missed out so many bits. I shouldn't say that, but I suddenly was laying in bed and I was like, I didn't even about that <laughs> i was just so drunk anyway so um yes we were talking about the golden hind we were talking about frankie d frankie d and, and our options for podcast pedestal well i went for uh queen liz the first uh knighting old frankie d hmm. when he arrived back with the, that sword she went she was like so desperate to go and knight him see i do remember she was so desperate to knight him she sort of ran straight on and was like no we're doing it on deck um, so that was my pick. What was your pick? My pick was. Oh my god! This my pick. Treasure ship. Oh yes, the Spanish treasure ship. Say it, say it, with, um, say it with confidence. The Spanish treasure ship. Yes, <laughs> um, they had just got to the coast of Spain, and you know, if it wasn't for somebody telling them that, oh, the the big treasure ship the one that's so famous and full of all sorts of wonderful things has literally just left two weeks ago and we think that you can catch them up. Um, And they did. And they just got a a whole heap of delightful objects. So um, I went for that. You did indeed. How do you feel you went this week? I think it's gone to the knighting of Frankie D. Do you? I do. Interesting. Has it gone to me? It's 59% to 41%. And it went to me. Oh, well done. Which I did not deserve because I don't remember much of it. But anyway, I will take that win. Thank you, everybody. So I'm catching you up again now. You are catching me up. Um, Don't ask me what the scores are right now. Nah, that's fine. We'll do that next week. Yeah. (laughs) But know that you are now winning, I think. Am I? Because last time we had a podcast pedestal, we drew, didn't we? It was the first time so. for a very long time. No, I thought we drew. I love that we just can't remember this. It's our own thing. and we Because it, it was when Fiona was on and Fiona said, well, I chose I choose Emily's option. So does that mean that she has just... Oh, I see. Yes, no, no. As in, yeah, we drew that week. Yes, we didn't draw level yes. on... No, no so basically true. now we are 10 all, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 10 all. Bring it on, bring it on. Bring it on. Well, this week, um, so I'm not talking about Charlotte Hayes, as uh, as I mentioned. I am talking about a very interesting guy called James Barry. 
Now, James Barry, uh, have you heard of James Barry before? Apart from when you tried to Google it and I said not to Google it. <laughs> well, I thought he was an architect, but I was getting I was getting mixed up with Jane, uh, Charles, Barry. Charles Barry. So, you know, you, you go no. for it. You Definitely tell, not tell an architect. Um, and because it's LGBTQ month, it's Pride month, I just thought when I was sort of flipping through the things that I had that I thought, oh, we can do that without me having to, um, you know, be delayed again. Uh, I thought actually James Barry is a great choice. So there's a, a little bit of a clue about where this is going, although I suspect it's not going quite where you think it's going. So James Barry was a renowned military surgeon, um, very, very famous. He had trained at Edinburgh University. Um, he had worked at St. Thomas's Hospital in London and he had quite a reputation about him. He was a bit of a fiery character. He had a bit of a bad temper. He could, you know, fly off the handle pretty quickly, especially about lots and lots of things that he believed in, which we'll come to a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Very, very quick to anger. He was quite foul-mouthed. Um, and he even, one of the, the things that pops up quite a lot is that he got into a fight with Florence Nightingale, of all people. What? How can you get into a fight with the lady with the lamp? Well, I don't know. I feel like she might have been quite a formidable woman. I think most women mm. in that era... when She's they... probably quite tired. Well, you know, tiredness does all sorts of things to you. I mean, if she's, you know, up and down the aisles with her lamp every night. Absolutely. But the funniest thing is that he, he, he had a go at her for um, not being quite properly dressed. So this is when oh, they, he was working at St. Thomas's really? Hospital. She was walking across the hospital square and she with only a cap on rather than her nurse's hood. In the just sun. a cap? Yes, just a cap. Well, not just a cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Her lamp and her cap. She was doing the, uh, she was doing the, the, uh, the, the lady at um, the pleasure gardens in her, uh, in her all together. <laughs> oh um, yeah, Eliz- Elizabeth Tudley. Yeah, exactly. That's the lady. <laughs> um, no, no, no. She, she, she probably I, that's really why she. she to be fair, it hasn't specified whether or not she was she was fully clothed or naked. She was wearing anything else. Mm, okay. um, but no, she only a cap on rather than her, uh, um, her kind of nurse's hood. And he was on his horse in the middle of this square, and he shouted at her really loudly and. And it was quite embarrassing for uh, poor old um, Flo. He gave her a real dressing down in front of everybody and um, she was quite humiliated. She actually never forgave him. Uh, and when he died at the end um, of his life, she, you know, made some quite choice comments about him, actually. Mm. Um, he was... He had a bit of a... So as, as well as this big reputation, and I wonder if his temper and his ability to kind of uh, dress people down and, and really just fly off the handle with them was often based around the fact that he had quite a high squeaky voice um, and he was seen as a bit of an eccentric and people were often made quite a lot of fun of him because of this voice people um, you know throughout his whole life people would always make fun of his high voice and he didn't take too kindly to this he wasn't very you know fond of this as you might imagine and a colleague once um, was making fun of him and so he was like right stuff it and he invited him to a duel Mm. and he then shot him dead um so after that there was funnily enough a lot less teasing than there was before Gosh. and i i can imagine that if you are being teased for your voice the entire way around that you just if you're going to survive you you know you you kind of go the other way you get slightly angry and all that kind of stuff anyway one of the things that James Barry is particularly interested in is public health and rather than curing things he wanted to prevent stuff so he, when he, he left university, he went into the army as an army surgeon and he travelled all over the British Empire um, 
all over the world, everywhere. And, and everywhere he went, he saw people living in poor conditions, in squalid conditions. And he, he kind of put two and two together before a lot of other people did and went, mm. I want to prevent the issue. So I want to improve living conditions, sanitation, uh, talk about healthy diet, all that kind of thing. He even created a sanctuary for a leper population as well, oh. trying to help them out. He was an incredible surgeon as well. And, and he would also um, minister to both the the rich and the poor, all different nationalities. So when he's in, he goes to Cape Town in, in South Africa and he's ministering to both black and white people down there. Mm. Um, and he, he rises through the ranks pretty quickly. Uh, he starts off, you know, as a common or garden surgeon and rises through the ranks until at the end of his career, he ends up as the inspector general of military hospitals. And one of the things is that when he is um, sort of going around and ministering and talking about all these public health things and curing it a lot of people didn't go with it they weren't you know they weren't down with it it was a new thing they they thought he was a quack they thought he was an eccentric and that he used to get very very cross with people and sort of start shouting and raving at them again because he was like this is what needs to be done and of course you know we now know that he was he was correct when he's in Cape Town as well so he's got all of this going on he's an amazing surgeon he's he's really famous um they are they respect him massively. And he performs the first caesarean section where both the mother and the child survive. Oh, whoa. Which tells you everything you need to know about caesarean sections before this point. And where are we? Can you remind me of the date? We're talking about the uh, sort of early 1800s. He's born in 1789. So a lot of this career that we're talking about is kind of early to mid 1800s. Um, mm-hmm. Now... In 1865, he returned to Britain with uh, a bad case of dysentery and he died while he was here. Now, what had been quite interesting is that while he'd been in Cape Town, he had had a very, very close um, relationship with um, uh, a man who was down there. And it had actually become slightly problematic, actually, in that he had... It caused a few eruptions. He was very, very close to this um, other chap, a guy, uh, uh, the governor of um, South Africa at the time, a guy called Lord Charles Somerset. Um, and James Barry moved into an apartment there and rumours started circulating. Posters were put up accusing um, Lord Somerset of having a uh, homosexual relationship and go it, taking part in homosexual acts with James Barry. And there was even a commission that was set up to investigate everything that was going on. It was quite a quite a scandal, you know, it, this this really created mm. a real ruckus. Later, both parties actually were, they, they were, well, they were deemed not guilty and it was all fine. Um, and then James Barry was sent to Mauritius in 1828. But a year later, Lord Somerset got really, really ill. So James Barry actually came back from Mauritius and stayed with him until he died three years later. Wow. So this is obviously a very strong relationship, a very strong bond that they have um, here. Um, now, you can kind of see where we're going with this because I did say that it's Pride Month and I wanted to include somebody along those lines. So if we assume that there was a relationship, we don't know for definite if there was a relationship between the two of them, but there is one other thing to add into the mix right here. When James Barry died in 1865 in England, um, supposedly 
James had said, when I die, um, I want to be buried fully clothed. Normally it was it was practice, common practice to undress the body, clean the body, um, you know, perform the sort of ritual rites and all those kinds of things and then dress the body for burial. And James Barrett had said, I don't want to be undressed. I want just to be left in my clothes and buried that way. That didn't happen. So when James Barry was undressed by the, uh, the <gasps> oh nurse... Oh my God, I know what's going to happen. The nurse or the maid who's doing it realised that James was actually born a woman. Yes. Hence the and, squeaky voice. And not only that, that the body showed signs of having given birth at some point, probably in fairly early years <gasps> of their life. So we now have to rethink wow. everything that we've just talked about, about James Barry. James Barry was not born James Barry. James Barry was born Margaret Ann Bulkley. So Paul. hang on a minute. Can I just say, hmm. he, so they just went against his wishes? Yeah. And I don't know 100% that those were his wishes. I've read that in one or two places. A few other places haven't quite corroborated that. So there's a chance that that might not be 100% accurate. But given the story and everything we're going to go through as well, it wouldn't surprise me that that was James Barry's wishes. But, yeah. Gosh. Anyway, sorry. I'm so sorry. I guess all it needs is somebody to either just think, oh, whatever, or or Mm. just not know, I guess, as well, potentially. I don't know why that did happen. So we find out that um, James Barry was actually Margaret Ann Bulkley, born in Cork in Ireland. And during this time, it's a, a time when, you know, women are not able to get, they're not allowed to work, they can't get a degree. And Margaret's brother, so I'm going to call... This person, Margaret, until she becomes James. And then after that, I'm going to refer to him as James. Okay. So Margaret, um, when she was growing up, her brother was called James Barry. Um, She had an uncle called James Barry as well. In fact, her brother was an artist called James Barry, um, who went on to be a member of the Royal Academy of Arts as well, actually, Mm. and died fairly early on in 1806. So... That sort of, now, given that Margaret was born in 1789, when her brother dies in 1806, um, he's sort of left a name there and a trace. So when she's younger, Margaret is really, she's really, she's a very intelligent child. Very, very intelligent and lots, lots of gumption. Like we hear so much about these women who, you know, make it into our podcast because they are women who stand out for a variety of reasons. And it's usually because they've got a bit of, you know, a bit of get up and go. And she gets very cross and she wants to do, to be a doctor. In fact, she, what she really wants to do is to go into the army. And she says to her brother, if I were not a girl, I would be a soldier. Mm. So she's definitely really interested. Now, it is believed, and we don't quite know 100%, but this does sort of fit in with that story. We believe she may have been sexually assaulted when she was younger and given birth to a child um, called Juliana, who her mother raised. Details are a bit sketchy on that front, Mm. as you can probably imagine. It's not the nicest thing to be able to have to talk about. But when um, Margaret and her mother moved to London, which is where her brother is at the Royal Academy, um, they meet a variety of his friends, including a chap called the Earl of Buchan, a guy called Lord Erskine. And they're pretty impressed by her. You know, they know, they see this intelligence in her, and they also see that, look, if she was a man, she'd have the word at her feet and all these opportunities Mm. and there is a plan that is hatched now we don't quite know too many details about this plan 
as you might imagine, Margaret's not going to be writing all this stuff down because, of course, she doesn't want this to kind of come out. Um, but it's thought that that Lord um, Bucker, uh, Lord Erskine, sorry, might well have had a bit of a hand in this in this plot because he plays quite a crucial role. So Margaret wants to go and get an education. That's that's a whole thing, particularly medicine with a view to becoming an army doctor. She decides she's going to go off and get a medical degree disguised as a man. And this is where she takes the name of James Barry, probably from her brother, but she possibly had an uncle called James as well. We don't quite know. Okay. She enrolls in Edinburgh University in 1809. So this is three years after her brother's died. And she's really supported by um, Lord Erskine, the Earl of Buchan. She goes to Edinburgh. She's nearly refused. Actually, I should say he at this point, because now um, he's called James Barry. He's nearly refused as he's, he looks too young. And they say, no, 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 sorry, you're, you're clearly too young. And Buchan step, steps up and he vouches for James. And he goes, no, I know him. He's a family friend. He looks young, but he's of age. It's fine. Mm. So James kind of thought, well, I'll, I'll bring my age down a couple of years to be a bit more convincing. Uh, and then he could sort of say, well, you know, I'm fresh faced and I haven't got facial hair yet. because, And that's why I've got a small frame and squeaky voice and all that kind of stuff. There were loads and loads of rumours going around that um, James Barry was was a, a child and was too young to be at medical school. Actually, James, by this point, would have been 20. So very much not too young, but because James was a woman d- disguised as a man, you know, that that is what, what people thought, that he was too young. And yeah. in fact, when it got to taking the, the exams for the degree... The university said, no, we actually, we don't believe that you're old enough. And again, Buchan had to in, intervene and say, no, 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 I can vouch for James. And eventually James received his degree at 22 years of age. Wow. Now, the thing about James Barry is we don't know whether James Barry was trans, hmm. whether James considered himself a man or a woman dressing as a man. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Because obviously James is not going to write all this down because it doesn't want to be discovered. Yeah. And all that kind of thing. So James incredibly lives over 50 years of his life as a man. 50 years. Yes. He dies in his 70s. And I wonder if there were people that he was really close to that he, she was able to... Well, this is it. This is where we think Lord Somerset probably knew the secret. Mm. We we think. Because... And and in a way, this is kind of... it's quite incredible because so Barry lists in the army as this surgeon and again the age thing is is an issue but he's allowed to serve eventually and as he kind of goes up the ranks and he goes through the British army he goes up to like assistant staff 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 I can't even say that staff surgeon there we Mm. go um he goes higher and higher and when he meets Lord Somerset in um South Africa they, like I say, they he sort of moves into this apartment in Lord Somerset's home. And they have a very, very close relationship. And you sort of think when James comes back to nurse Lord Somerset when he's dying, there's definitely love there, whether it's platonic mm. love, romantic love, we don't know. If it's romantic love, there's no way that Lord Somerset would have not known yeah. Barry's secret. Yeah, There's just no way. Because if you're going to be intimate with somebody, that's something yeah, you're going to notice. Of course, of course. But actually what they're doing is potentially even more dangerous. Because if Barry had been found out to be a woman, 
he'd been kicked out of the army, sure, all that kind of thing. But it wouldn't have been against the law if they had been convicted of, as we've spoken before, sodomy laws and things mm. like that. Mm. That could have been punishable by death. Mm. So actually they are taking a very, very big risk and running the risk of people assuming that there's a gay relationship going on there. Mm. When in theory, it's more of a heterosexual relationship. Yeah. But wow, James it's got doesn't so want to give layers. up. Yeah, it's so, it's so layered, it's fantastic. Yeah. But James doesn't want to give up this dream of, of being, and, and there's this successful mm. career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also the army, you know, could you imagine the army would be humiliated if they found out that, that they had allowed a woman to get up to one of the top oh, ranks absolutely. the army. Absolutely. And so he, I think this is another reason why James was maybe a bit sort of, I don't know, uh, quick to anger and had a fiery temper because I guess you've got to be reactive to protect yourself, I suppose, in a way. And if you get this reputation for being a, you know, a real caustic old sod, then people are going to think twice about crossing you and they're, they're not going to get close enough to potentially unveil your, your secret, I guess. It's, it Gosh, might have been yes. one. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know if that was James's natural temperament. We don't know if that was a defence mechanism. We don't know. We'll never know. So interesting. And I'm just like thinking back to the duel as well mm. and how um, James killed the yeah. opponent. So... Yeah. I wonder what that was like, if that yeah. was the first person that he, she, they killed. And how, like, you know, you have to keep that pretense up. And if her heart was going and being like, if I don't do this, then my cover is blown. That kind yeah. of like, that, you know, it's now or never kind of thing. Yeah. And then for her to just suck it up and go home and probably be like, oh my God, I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. Not to say that men don't feel that as well, because men probably have that same feeling where they have to have that bravado, but still you've got that emotional feeling. Yeah. Just as you would a woman. And so it's this... And so, yeah, James Barry has this reputation and it's all come from these these events, like you say. Mm. And he clashed heavily as well with his superiors about this, this want to help the poor and improve living standards as well. So his heart is definitely in the right place. Um, I think the temperament and that bravado that you mentioned might ne- might have sort of rubbed people up the wrong way a little bit definitely did Florence Nightingale and in fact after he you know dressed her down very publicly after um James Barry died and Florence was told that he was a woman she said I should say that Barry was the most hardened creature I ever met oh, oh. that's quite a you know that's quite a statement given that you know Flo was out in the war you know yeah 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 um, what I find really interesting about this is that the doctor who wrote the death certificate was asked about the whole thing. You know, as you can imagine, this this would have been a big a big deal. People would have been asking questions. And bearing in mind that um, Barry dies in eighteen sixty something, he th- this doctor who writes the death certificate quite incredibly says it's none of my business. Doesn't, doesn't matter to me if Barry was a, a male mm. or a female. Mm. He then goes on to say that he believed he was perhaps a hermaphrodite. There is absolutely no proof of this whatsoever. Yeah. This is just a throwaway comment by the guy who wrote the death certificate. So there's nothing that should be read into that. But quite interesting 
think that that's where they sort of jumped to. But I think very interestingly, he was like, I don't really care. It's none of my business if he's a man or a woman. Mm. And then talking about that embarrassment to the army, James Barry's army files were locked down for 100 years in order to avoid any scandal. And it only really came to light in the 1950s, pretty much. There was a lady called Isabel Ray who was doing a biography um, just on his army life, though not on his entire life. Uh, and then a load more digging was done in a book in a few years later by a guy called Michael Dupre. Um, but a lot of Barry's life is a little bit shrouded in mystery. We don't know too much about what James Barry thought of his situation. We we don't know if he had only become or, or lived as a man in order to be given the same possibilities that, that, that men had. We don't know. But 50 years without your secret being being given out is amazing. And James Barry is actually buried in London. He's in Kensal Green Cemetery. Very close to Mary Seacole, who's there as well. She's over in the Catholic bit, though. Mm. Um, and he's he's in the other bit. And there is a memorial to James Barry at St. Paul's Cathedral as well. Oh. In the crypt down there. Yeah. And it's interesting that he... He asked that he didn't want to, you know, be undressed. We think, we think. We, yeah. we think. If that is the case, you know, because I almost would kind of want that reveal. And for to be like, you see, I did all of those things and I'm a woman. Yeah. You know, give us the equality that we deserve and all that kind of thing. Um, but knowing that he wanted to keep that identity, kind of, if that is the case shows that maybe they felt more comfortable as a man. Maybe, maybe. Who knows? Mm. But, um, you know, I suppose if he's lost the person who's got... Because by the time he dies, he's in his 70s, I assume his mum would already have been gone by then. Mm. Somerset, Lord Somerset, who who has this big secret, we, we assume has this big secret, has gone. His brother's gone you would assume that probably um, Lord Erskine's gone as well. Mm. Who else is going to know? Is anyone else going to know? So once you die, of course, if there's nobody else there to oversee the keeping of that secret, you know, that's going to come out, isn't it? Mm. It's going to come out. So this is what's really interesting, is when, when people talk about the first English woman to be a doctor... The name that comes up is Elizabeth Garrett Anderson. And that is true in part because realistically, it's actually James Barry or mm. Margaret Ann Bulkley. Um, But the first woman, uh, English woman to be a doctor whilst also presenting as a woman is Elizabeth Garrett Anderson. So mm. it's always quite interesting. And I think it's it's quite fun when you, when you do say that. You say, with the potential exception of James Barry, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, yeah and that's what i love about history is these little things where this is this is what it is but there's also possibly a little fly in the ointment there and here's the mm. thing that sort of is half half and you know puts a foot in both camps and and so kind of doesn't doesn't make that one truth fully true because there's this truth that that could possibly be one mm. or the other i love this story it's great isn't it it's really good yeah yeah. I think we Just need a really sculpture having to... statue to James Barry. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Because the things that must have been going on in their mind, 
you know. Yeah. And we'll never know. We'll never know how James saw himself. Exactly. And, you know, there must have been times when the people that he was around were probably talking quite, uh, you know, perhaps negative or, you know, not very kindly towards women being in so oh, yeah, many of those situations and, and having to just be like, oh, just got to suck it up. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And play and the I guess, part and, you know, yeah. join in with the boys and the banter and all that kind of stuff, I guess. And, hey, if you're playing that part for about 50 years, surely some of that starts to become a bit of a reality mm. for you as well. Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean... Yeah. So that's James Barry. Not Charlotte yeah. Hayes, but James Barry. Yeah, brilliant. No, that was really, really fascinating. It's a Gosh. great story. I really, mm. I really like stories like this where it turns things on its head and you just mm. go, oh, okay. Mm. Podcast pedestal. So podcast pedestal topper. Yes. What's your pick? Well, sure. Oh, it's my pick, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What am I going to go for? I... Hmm... I don't want to go for the revealing of James to be a woman. I mean, that's quite a crux point, but I don't want to go for that because I find that a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. What I would quite like to... Actually, I'm... Oh, no, what do I do? Oh, I can never decide. I might go for... His, I think, going back to care for Lord Somerset as he dying, as he lays dying, for three years. Okay, I think that's yeah. quite an important thing. Mm. There's quite a lot that I could pick from this. I was wondering about picking, you know, going off to university and um, the Earl of Buchan and all that. But I, I actually quite like this story about him coming back to look after Lord Somerset when he's dying for three years, mm. and you know, stuff all all the the scandal and the bad press and I like to think that they were in love and they had a, a loving relationship I don't know if they did I'm, I'm projecting now but I like that I like that sort of commitment to that person yeah whatever the reason respond. behind it was yeah. and how deep that was yeah there was still a lot of commitment there to do that wasn't yeah. there so I'm gonna go for that mm, that's a good one what I think I might actually go for Buckley you know vouching for him Buckin, yeah Buchan, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I think that... Um, yeah, knowing... I quite like that every time he sort of came up against a, a thing, Earl of Buchan just went in and was like, nope, it's all good, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, because there must have been, you know, a couple of those squeaky bum moments and yeah. being like, oh my God, I'm going to get rumbled, I'm going to get rumbled, and then suddenly Buchan steps in again and he's like, oh God, I love you, Buchan, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Mm. So those are your mm. options this week, gang. That's you it. You can come and vote on the poll in the week. Yeah. The Wheel of Destiny. So it's just left for us to spin the wheel for next week. Yes. Um, I've put a couple of new ones on there. So, okay. yeah. You're switching up a lot at the moment. I know, I know. Um, I like Carmen's it. loving the wheel at the moment as well. It's quite she, funny. Don't break it, Carmen. Jeez. No, it's quite, it's quite robust. It's quite robust, um, all right. Anyway, so here we go. It's landed in Crystal Palace. Ooh. 
Are you going to talk about the Crystal Palace? I... I mean, I guess I could. You could. I guess I could, about how it moved there and then... And what happened after. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah? Yeah. Like yeah. Let's hope it's better than the uh, the London Aquarium. So it's yeah, less, less rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told my guests today about the... Uh, no, yesterday. I told them yesterday about the um, the dead whale. They looked at me like I was insane. I was like, it makes sense if you hear the whole story. Yeah, I've told a couple of people about the dead whale and it's kind of like... I think you what? need to. Yeah, you need, you need the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, isn't that Never crazy? Never going to be a guiding staple, is it? <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, okay. I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the area Crystal Palace. Yeah. And what? Why? Why it became Crystal Palace? What was the there? Dinos, what's, what's there maybe. Now? Well, that's what I was going to go towards. I was going to go in the direction of the dinosaurs, but, yeah. but so I could kind of segue into that as well. Yeah. 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 Crystal Palace area. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Great, let's do it. That'll be next week, but hopefully we'll both be a little bit less croaky and ill. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> Honestly, I've taken so... I'm like a human rattle. Okay. I cannot tell you how many tablets I've been taking. Like, I had to ask Nick yesterday, is there a particular amount of paracetamol that you should not be taking, you know, every day? I mean, he said it's yeah. fine, but... Well, fair enough. Yeah. I can't even laugh that way. If I laugh properly, I get a coughing fit. Really? Yeah. God... <laughs> Anyway, okay. well, anyway, that's enough of our uh, our little. Uh, I just noticed a massive fly on my computer. Sorry. Hmm. Don't kill it. It's a horrible fly. No. Anyway. Um. What was I going to say? Yeah, that's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. And remember to put in your diary the fifteenth of August for yeah. our live show. Absolutely. And we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Thanks, bye. 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 Thank you.